boyfriends. I'm back at you, and it's going to be a short, sweet one. Um, and it got triggered because I called Alicia, and I was like, hey, Alicia, like, just, you know, this boundaries thing. I was like, I really want to have boundaries, but then it feels so hard to do it. And I'm realizing it's because I've done the same thing for, you know, 40 years almost. And now I'm setting up boundaries that don't feel good. And I'm realizing, hey, this doesn't feel good. For the first time, hey, this doesn't feel good. I'm going to do something about it. Versus, okay, let it feel good. It doesn't feel good, but I just accepted it. That's how life is supposed to be. So I go, hey, I don't really feel good. I, this doesn't feel good. Let me just put a boundary here. So when I put a boundary, it actually stirs up feeling of guilt and sadness and mad and anger and, and impatience. And then I kind of pull the boundary. And I keep putting it down. And I keep pulling it up. And I and I do that because I just, I, the guilt just eats me up. Because I'm like, oh, I'm supposed to be patient about this. I'm supposed to be, you know, and I just, I don't. Uh, and I hate it. Yeah, I have a history of having a really hard time with boundaries. I That was definitely not something that was um, common, I guess, in my household and probably in many others. Um, and I, I actually think that we have abuse to thank for the fact that people are talking about boundaries now, because I think that's kind of like where it originated from from in my career anyways, just like hearing um, people in abusive relationships need to set up boundaries and set up new standards for themselves, things that they will and will not tolerate. Um, so I I also think it, it gets a lot of buzz on social media, the, the word boundaries. And I, what's really crazy is that I feel like abusers have now adopted the word and twisted it and made it their own. Uh, and I think like even the word narcissist, um, I was watching a comedian a couple weeks ago and he was talking about, yeah, my girlfriend has all these words. She says that she's triggered. She's triggered. And he's like, and then she said that I was a narcissist. He's like, I didn't even know what that was. I had to look it up. And he then he said, after I looked it up, it did fit me. And I was like, oh, that's not a good thing to be admitting. But anyways, um. My point is just that there's not, I think sometimes not a lot of clarity on what healthy boundaries are. And when we are people, as a person who struggled with boundaries, when you start to put boundaries in place, the people that you're trying to put boundaries in place with aren't used to that and they generally don't react well. So that backlash that you're talking about, Julie, is coming from people being like, what is this? You're not going to have a boundary with me. Or they go, you didn't care before. Uh-huh. You know, like. Why all of a sudden is this a problem? Yeah, it's never been a problem. Why is it a problem now? And I'm kind of dealing with a little bit of that because I'm relatively easygoing like I just go okay I'll go with it I'll go with it, I'll go with it when it comes to social activities like I'm I'm not picky I can go to I could go to like a super dive bar somewhere um stank ass somewhere you know I'm like cool oh, okay whatever like a super upscale whatever place you know that um you're versatile you know, 
yeah, lift your pinkies, drinking tea, high noon. No, uh, but you know, like I, I, it doesn't matter. I'll just I'll dress for vacation, dress down for vacation, whatever it is. Um, but when it comes to work, I have I've always had really strong boundaries. So I think at work, people are used to a strong Julie. You know, like oh, don't, you can't say that in front of her. Don't do that in front of her. Blah blah blah. But when it comes to uh, social because I've been so chill about things um, most of the time because I have like decision fatigue I make all the decisions at work so when I'm in, in social settings I'm just like Bleh! you guys make the decision for me so I I kind of give up the decision making but now nowadays I'm like oh no I don't really want to do that or eh, that doesn't really feel that fun they go that's weird come on stop being so you know, like, stop being so picky or you're being so high maintenance or whatever it is, you know? And then I was like, oh, so I would end up saying yes because I feel bad. I'm like, oh, I don't want to be high maintenance. So then I go, yes, I'll do it, but I really don't feel like doing it because I'm too tired or I just don't want to do that anymore. And it's not in my lifestyle. Like, I don't want to be, I don't want to be drinking until whatever, you know? Like, I don't want to mm-hmm. do that anymore. Wastes my entire next day, and I'm just—I don't want to feel hungover. I don't want to do that. I just, you know, just, I don't feel productive, and I don't feel, and you know, I don't bounce back like I did in my twenties. Sorry. You know, <laughs> um, but I keep saying yes, um, to things because I feel bad, and then I and I show up as a bitch for like 15 minutes. You know what I mean? For the first yeah. thing, like I don't want to be here. Um, and then at the end they go, well, if you don't want to be here, you should have said no. I go, you know what? You're right. I should have said no and then stuck with it. Like I say no and then a the little bit of push and they go, come on. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, boundary's so loose. How do I like put the boundary in and then nail it down without feeling bad? But maybe I have to feel bad. Yeah. I don't know if we can eliminate the feeling bad part. It, it's just part of the territory because the way it's been explained to me is that our body responds to what is familiar and what is not familiar. So if there's something unfamiliar going on, our body kind of overreacts to it. It's like, oh, this is unfamiliar. This is dangerous. Kind of like um, the way a dog might bark at a toy when you get it. Like if you get a, a toy and you bring it home and you sit it on the ground, sometimes the dog's like, what is that? And it's like real suspicious and it might bark at it. <laughs> like try to see what's going on that's the way our body is so when we're doing something unfamiliar like setting a boundary for the first time our body is going to be like oh this doesn't feel right this doesn't feel right and then when people are telling you that it's not right and that you're a problem for having this boundary it's even harder to maintain your boundary so I think as a person that has struggled with boundaries, it's hard to set the boundary in the first place. And I thought that was going to be the easy part, but no, then maintaining it is even harder. And that example that you used of high maintenance, I think is a perfect example because people start to say harsh things to you. Like you're selfish. Oh, you don't want to do that. You're selfish or you're, um, I don't even know you're you're being ridiculous you're um whatever and and then it's hard like you already felt bad about setting the boundary and now somebody's telling you that you're bad on top of it so you do have to kind of check in with yourself and be like 
you know, is this, is this you know, me prioritizing what is best for me? Yes. Okay. Then I have to stick with it. Right. And then maybe I also want to admit that I don't hundred percent believe in the boundary yet. And that's why it's everywhere because I kind of believe that I am selfish. I believe that I'm being high made. I believe those comments. And if you believe those comments, those boundaries disappear. Right. And then, yeah. and then when I'm by myself, feel good. I go, oh, then you believe in the boundary. Then you put it down. But then you don't quite believe it all the way, you know, and you, you, boundaries are just like, are you doing it for you? Or like, maybe I have to ask those questions. Am I doing it for me? Is it um, really important for me? How important is it for me? Uh, will it, how would it change my life? Maybe I have to visualize it and just understand what it will mean to me if I stuck to the boundary, right? Maybe if I do that, maybe there's a sense of commitment to it because I'll visualize it, I'll see what my life looks like, it'll feel really good, and I'll stick to it versus like, you know, turning, like um, flipping under peer pressure. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, that's actually, thinking of it in terms of peer pressure is probably a good way to think about it because, you know, the the crowd, let's say, or the person that you're setting the boundary with, if it's just one person, they might tell you that you're a party pooper or that you're a wuss or that you're no fun. But if you need to to set that boundary of I'm not going to do this drug because I don't feel comfortable, then the, are those things really true of you? No you are being safe and taking care of yourself. Um, and I think it's easier to think about in terms of high school type scenarios rather than these adult scenarios that we end up in uh, where it can be a lot harder to set the boundary because people are going to draw their own conclusions about you as a person. Uh, but one of the things that comforts me, and I've probably said this before, but I'm going to say it again, um, I really think that if you, if Julie and I suddenly got lots of exposure and we had a million people listening to our podcast, um, of those million people, probably at least 49% of them would not like something that me and Julie said and would decide that we're awful and they want nothing to do with what we're doing. And that's just kind of what happens when you get mass exposure. So if you have mass exposure, you can expect that close to 50% of the population isn't going to like you. So if you start setting boundaries and people don't like it, then that's just eliminating that 49% for you. That's like, okay, those people I don't need to worry about. I'm going to focus on these other 51% that do like me. But what about not even focusing on people liking you or not liking you? Because that it goes down to uh, those hits you're getting, you know, the likes, the, the, the attention, the external validation. What if you really try to figure out why am I putting this boundary? Because if I don't put this boundary, this person does something that makes me feel bad, right? So let's say the boundary is... Um, you know, because um, my, okay, my self-esteem was so low, my boundary in dating people would, is that they wouldn't hit me. Oh, gosh. 
I know. So it would be lots of yelling, lots of stuff, and they could even get really close to me um, and do all those things. I throw my stuff around and everything. And I remember just going, well, at least he didn't hit me. You know, a lot of people. Um, so as, as my self esteem grew and my confidence grew, I realized the boundaries are, are we're getting stronger or like we're, we're, I was getting more and more boundaries. And as I'm saying this out loud, I had an aha moment right now going, oh, maybe I'm just becoming more and more confident in myself. That's why I'm putting mm-hmm. these new boundaries in. I think so. Because yeah. That makes a lot of sense to me. I didn't care that much about these things before because I was just like, okay, whatever. But then, for okay, for example, I, but the thing, the thing is, I'm not sure about these boundaries and I'll, I'll share it with you right now. So maybe I, I feel like maybe I have FOMO or something because it was basically a, it was a birthday party that was going to be like an hour drive from where I was going. And it was going to be after work um, and after work has major traffic. So it ends up being like an hour and 45 minute drive. So I have to leave work early, which I don't like to do. Um, and then I have to be on the road mm-hmm. for an hour and 45 minutes to be there for only two hours and drive home. And it won't be any traffic, so it'll be uh, an hour. So I'm driving two and a half, two hours and 45 minutes to hang out for with them for like two hours. So it's like, it doesn't make sense. So I told them I'm not going to go. And they're like, dude, you're being a party people. Why are you being so high maintenance? Or like, you know, you never cared before. Or like, you said you said you like driving. So you said you like driving. That's why we chose this place. Why are you not going? It doesn't even make sense. Is it because it's not cool enough for you now? Oh. And... Then I felt bad, so I left. So I wasn't finished with my work. I left early, and I was pissed off because I was doing. So I started working while I was driving there, but I'm like, you know, and a lot of the work was looking at these, looking, looking at these um, PDFs. So I was literally looking at a PDF on my phone on the freeway, going there, like slamming my brakes every two seconds because I'm not paying attention to the road and almost dying, right? And going fuck I can't okay then I just gave that up I was like okay I can't do that and I'm getting I'm getting I'm the driver and I'm getting car sick you know what I mean like this is not oh working. god so then I get there and I get there late too so I get there like 20 minutes late I'm annoyed that I'm there and I'm annoyed that I have to do I left work I'm annoyed I'm in traffic and so I'm kind of a bitch to them for like 15 minutes right I say hi 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 I sit down and I go what the, in my head I go why the fuck am I here this is so fucking annoying then I finally warm up and then I'm fine and stuff like that. Then I laugh at that. and then I have a great time. Then I leave and I go, oh, I'm so glad I came here. Then I drive home and then it's super late and then I got to go to bed and then I'm annoyed because tomorrow, because I left early and I left things undone, I have, I have to start tomorrow earlier, right? Then it goes back to the guilt that I didn't finish that I don't have any boundaries, that I'm not standing up for myself. Um, and, but also that like FOMO of like, oh man, what if I'm on a deathbed and I miss these moments? See, so I'm very confused clearly. That's why I don't have a boundary, a strong boundary on this. This is making so much sense to me right now. Mm-hmm. What do I do? Yeah. Um... <laughs> I it's interesting to me that you feel bad that you didn't set the boundary I think it takes me a little bit longer to settle into that feeling I think for me I feel bad that I did set the boundary first 
Well, I guess that's where I'm at in my journey is trying to set the boundary and um, get more comfortable with that. It's just, it's such a complicated thing because um, I probably wouldn't have gone to that party, but that's something that I haven't been bad at doing. Like I've always been pretty decent with that in the first place. Um, But like when, like, I don't know. I think what I'll just say that one of the boundaries that I've been having a hard time with is taking care of my mom. And I just don't feel capable of doing that. I think I I have a business, I have children, I have a partner, and I just don't feel capable of doing that right now. And there was a lot of guilt. I felt like there was pressure from the hospital and the nurses. And I felt like, um, even um, from my sisters at times. So I, I just felt really badly. Like, am I a bad person because I just really can't handle this right now? And it took me several days to work through that. Um, and, and then I guess that's, a, that's the difference is that I said that and I set that boundary and, and you're talking about the regret from not setting the boundary. So it could have gone that way for me as well. So it's hard though, because you're going to have to deal with the consequences of not having the boundary and being tired and being overworked and having to stay later probably. So it's going to mess you up potentially for a couple of days, depending on how long it takes. Um, then I'm going to get pissed off and then I'm going to scream. And then I'm like a volcano, right? I'm like, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. And then one day I'm like, no, it's not okay. So I'm a little bit worried about that. I don't want to be that. I want to just be a chill, calm person to be like, I don't really want to do that. So you're letting, you're letting your steam, you know, you're instead of like an Instapot at the very end, you let all your steam go and you know what I mean? I just want to go you know what I mean? Like, yes. Yes. I know exactly what you mean with the Instapot. And that's actually really true. That's really true that when we don't have boundaries, we're much more likely to blow. That's really true. And I was thinking about it. I was thinking, okay, well, both of us felt bad. You felt bad for two days because you didn't set the boundary. I felt bad for two days because I did set the boundary. However, long term i'm in the better scenario because i don't have to do the thing that i said i didn't want to do (laughs) so i feel bad for two days and it's over you feel bad and it's building and it and it will keep going because they're still going to invite me to places or i'm still going to go you mean and then and then they're still going to things are still going to happen and i'm just going to say yes to everything when in reality i need to say it's a gift of no right i have Mm. to be like no serve myself and when you said no I'm going to take care of myself and then deal with the repercussions of guilt and being hated on and all this stuff and whatever right at least it happens now so if it happens if your situation pops again they're going to be like oh Alicia acted that way last time she's going to act this way so let's not bother her about it because she's not going to do it right but for me it's like well we bother Julie enough she'll end up doing it so it never ends until I say no. You're right. You're right, Julie. I'm glad we talked this through. 
because I feel like I have a better understanding of all of this now. Yeah, see, so just that, that was the biggest issue. So I was just figuring that out and I'm glad, I'm glad I have this podcast too. too, too. <laughs> so we can work out our people. issues on here. <laughs> Thanks guys. I appreciate it. I just do want to point out that both Julia and I have been people pleasers and we're in recovery and boundaries is part of that recovery. And it's not easy work, even when you're aware of what you need to be doing. So um, for all the people pleasers out there, we feel you. (laughs) Come join the club. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the water's fine. (laughs) All right. Well, thanks for joining us this week. It's going to be a sweet. It's a shorty, but a sweet shorty. What am I trying to say now? Short and sweet, <laughs> I think. It's <laughs> a short, sweet uh, episode. We're going to say it's a shorty, sweetie. People are like, what? You didn't listen to the episode. You don't know. You're not on the inside. Yeah. <laughs> All right. See you soon.